This is Xane Anderson, and welcome to another show of the Principal Podcast. Today, I am excited to have Veronica Sutherland with us on the show today. Veronica is an author; she's a speaker. She actually has a number of self excuse me, a number of self-published books. The latest being a 30-day devotional entitled "Talking Daily with God: A 30-Day Challenge to Develop the Discipline of Daily Prayer." Veronica, I'm excited to have you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's exciting to be here as well. So very let me ask. Happy to, very happy to share with your listeners. <laughs> glad to have you. What what motivated? Let me ask you this: What motivated you to start helping women in the area of marriage? Okay, so I married my Prince Charming. <laughs> And you expect that you are going to sail off into the sunset and have this joyful fairy tale marriage. And then it wasn't that. <laughs> the prince turned into a frog somewhat. And sure. so there were times when, you know, we had difficulties. I'm strong-willed, he is strong-willed. And we, we had difficulties. There were times when I felt like, boy, I can't do this anymore. But then I went to God. And he showed me that I should change my ways. <laughs> Actually, he brought to me um, Second Timothy 1, verse 7. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Do not give your power to anybody. So basically what he was saying to me was, don't allow what your husband does to control your emotions. You have to learn to control your emotions. You have to turn up differently in this marriage. You need to look at him the way I see him. So my prayer for quite a while was, Lord, help me to see him the way you do. And so these difficulties I had when I felt unheard, I felt invalidated, ignored. I don't want other wives to be going through that. I would love to help them through those bumps in the marriage. So that's why I do what I do. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, there are so many marriages. I think probably most marriages at some point, people wake up and they say, I didn't sign up for this. I wanted something different. And they realize that it's harder than they think. That's, that's pretty typical where people say, you know, yes. something, this, isn't, this isn't quite what I wanted but here I am. I love how you said, help me see my husband as you see him. That's wonderful. That, yes. What a wonderful prayer. Yeah. And it, it took a while. <laughs> it, it took a while, but then you keep remembering that you are not perfect. You yourself are not perfect in God's sight. You do things that are not pleasing to God and he forgives. And so you, you now need to forgive and you pray that prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. So if you are not willing to forgive, then you cannot expect God to forgive because you do pray that prayer. So important to remember, and especially in marriage where we're in, interacting all the time and there's a lot of opportunities to forgive, yeah. a lot of opportunities for everyone. So how do we create a healthy marriage? Okay, it's putting God first. <laughs> That's first and foremost. God must be first. When, when he is first, other things tend to fall into place. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and 
all his righteousness and everything else will fall in place. So it's putting God first. It's also remembering that you made a covenant with God and with this other person that you're married to. So it, and you think of it as a lifelong covenant. A covenant is not something that you break as soon as something goes wrong. It is something that is lifelong. It should be lifelong. And so you go into that marriage, or you should go into the marriage, thinking that this is for life, and you put 100% of you in. It's not 50% or if he does this, I will do this, or if she does this, I will do this. It is putting your all in at all times, your 100% at all times. Because if, if you think of it as, as soon as something goes wrong, I can leave, you are going to find something going wrong. You will find a reason to leave. But if it is 100% in, lifelong, you will try to get over those bumps. And so it, it's that lifelong commitment and it's love and respect in each other. Very important. You must love and respect each other. And fifthly, you must be comfortable with yourself. Because if you're not comfortable with you, nobody else is going to be comfortable with you. So sure <laughs> enough, as your best self at all times. Right. Or well, most like of that. the times. <laughs> so this is what I heard you say. Tell me if I said it correctly. Number one, put God first. Yes. Seek his seek him first. Number two, remember that you made a lifelong covenant. We're not talking about, hey, you know, we'll we'll try this out and you know, so many things in our society are disposable. In other words, you know, we'll, we'll get a new car, we'll get a new house, we'll get a new something or other, yep. but our marriage is not one of those things, right? We're saying we're going to, we're going to tough it out. Yes. Um, and then love and respect. Were those the, was those the three points that I heard or did I miss one? Um, forgiveness. <laughs> forgiveness. Yes. I, yeah. Forgiveness and be comfortable with yourself comfortable with yourself. yes talk a little bit more about being comfortable with yourself and then let's talk about forgiveness after that but tell me a little bit about being uh, comfortable with yourself what do you mean by that okay so you you must be you god made you you don't try to be what you think your spouse wants you to be because then you are going to be false and uh, you're you're not being your best self then and you're going to tend to be bitter about things because you are now doing things to please him. And so you, you don't show up happy and uh, being the best you that you can be. And as a result, the marriage, there, you have problems in the marriage because of that, because you're not being your best self. You're not happy. Right. And every little thing your spouse does <laughs> rubs you the wrong way because you're just not happy. Right. And I've heard people say, you know what, your best self is that is your, your, who you really are is your best self. You know, that person, the, um, you know, the, the noble, kind, giving, caring. I, I like to think that that is who we are deep down, yes. though we struggle with some of these negative things as well. I mean, that's just the human condition we're in. And I appreciate that. Tell us a little bit more about how important it is to forgive. Very important. When, when you forgive, you release 
the joy in you. You, you are not bitter, first and foremost. That's when, when you tend to be carrying around hurts, you tend to be a bitter person. You, you get angry easily. Your blood pressure <laughs> tends to be high. Yes. There are all sorts of illnesses that are a result, the stress, your stress level. You, that, that, that dopamine in you that makes you happy, et cetera, they are just missing. And so when you forgive, you are freeing yourself of certain illnesses. You are freeing yourself to be happy. You are freeing yourself to be vulnerable with the other person. And this is where your best self comes out too in your marriage and you are better able to forgive your partner for the little things that he does. When, sure. you, when you learn to forgive. And forgiveness too, it's not just forgiving your partner, it is forgiving all hurts from way back to something that happened to you way back in childhood. It's letting go of all of those hurts because if you take hurts into the marriage, they are going to affect the marriage. All, all of those hurts are going to be affecting the marriage because they are affecting you and how you turn up. And so that, that's very important to do. And another thing, forgiving yourself. It's easy to forgive somebody else. Very hard to forgive yourself because you keep telling yourself, this should not have happened. How oh, were you so stupid to have allowed this to happen and so on. But you have to release yourself too. To be forgiving of yourself. Wow, I like that. Forgive others, forgive yourself, forgive your spouse, and even things back in the past so that you're not carrying this kind of past garbage, I guess we could call it, into the marriage yes. and affecting, letting the past affect your future in a negative way. Yes. Let go. So maybe we've already talked a little bit about it, but so if, if somebody says, I want to divorce proof my marriage, what are the steps? Have we just talked about it already or what are the steps for divorce proofing? Well, we have basically spoken about them, that God first, that forgiving, showing up as your best self. Mm -hmm. Those are all important steps in, in divorce proof in your marriage. And with all of that, your communication, it helps, yeah. all of this helps your communication. So let's talk, let's talk about that. What are, what are three easy ways we can improve our communication in our marriages? Could you give us a few different pointers on that? Okay, so you, you have to recognize some of the blocks to communication. We, we spoke about some of them already, the unforgiveness, that's a, that's a block to communication when you're carrying unforgiveness hurts, when you have those hurts there. Misunderstanding each other. Okay, I, I think of love as being hugging and kissing, but you think of love as providing for me. <laughs> so you have those misunderstandings because persons experience words differently. They are, they are experienced the way you were brought up. Your experience will make you give meaning to things differently from the other person's experience. And so you have misunderstandings as a result, and that can be a block to communication. 
when I mean one thing because of my experience and you, you think of it another way because of your experience. So that's a big block to communication. It's also your commun communication style. There are some people that you, you love to touch things. You want to see things and manipulate them while somebody else is more audible. They want to hear things. So you, they want to hear you tell them that you love them while you want need to give you a gift. You want to have something tangible that you can manipulate. So these, these are things that we, we need to recognize in our marriages. Some of the right. blocks are things that end block communication and some of the ways in which you communicate. Yes, you wanted to say something. <laughs> no, I like that. I really like that. So realizing, you know, I, it's really interesting that you say this because even in my own marriage, I know, for example, I like it when my wife says nice things to me and I like the physical touch thing. My wife is more like it when I help around the house. So if I want my wife to go, you know, if, if I want to drive my wife and do a really good thing for her, when I say drive my wife, I mean, drive her crazy in a good way. Right? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, she would much rather that I help with the dishes or help with uh, something around the house than she would that I give her some flowers. That fl flowers don't like really me. mean that much to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> if I help out, I, I'm doing great. If I give her some yeah. flowers, she's kind of like, well, thanks. You know, so, um, um, on the other hand, you know, I really like it if she, if she says nice things, the words are a big thing and the physical piece is a big thing. And so real, realizing that that's an important thing. I like that. Yes. Um, and I think that is important. Those do help. Yeah. And it's, it's also part of turning up as yourself. This is very important in communication too, is uh, recognizing those things that are not serving you anymore and getting rid of them and just doing those things that bring you joy so that you can now bring somebody else joy as well and doing things for others. Can, can you give serving me an example others. of that? Can you give me an example of that? Sorry. Of things that don't serve you anymore? Yeah. Okay. So you, at one stage in your marriage, you are moving around, taking care of the kids, taking the kids to dance practice, to this and that. No, they no longer require you to be chauffeuring them, but you still want to chauffeur them. They can get there on their own. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. you still want to. If you take stock of things, you may realize that, hey, I'm stressing myself out taking them here when. I don't need to anymore. So this is something that I don't need to be doing anymore. And so you you can put that behind, put that as a thing of the past for you that you don't need to be doing anymore, stressing yourself on. Oh, I like that. So making sure we understand uh, that the way people say, I, I'm just gonna recap a little bit what I heard you say. I heard you say, when people say things, sometimes we hear them differently because of the way we were raised and recognizing that there may be differences in the way people express themselves, their communication style. And then also realizing that people like it a different way. Sometimes people feel love a different way than we might feel love and being able to speak that language. Yes. Is that right? 
yes, it's observing your spouse and recognizing how they want to be loved. <laughs> in how other words, so what is how, what's the best way of communicating with them? Is it a physical way or is it an auditory way? Is it visual? Is it touching? You, yes. you know, and and your style might be different from his, so it's a compromise, really. Right, meeting like him halfway. I love that. You know, you remind me something of uh, something I heard once as well. You know, I uh, Stephen Covey had this experience where he was at a conference. Somebody came up to him after the conference and said something like this. I hope I'm telling the story right, but said something like, "I don't love my wife anymore." And Stephen Covey looked at the guy and said, well, then love her. And the guy said, I don't love her anymore. She, I've fallen out of love with her. She's fallen out of love with me. We have three kids and we're probably heading for a divorce. And Stephen Covey looked at the guy and said, if you're not feeling it, that would be a good reason to love her. I may, I may not have exactly the same words, but oh. something to that effect. <laughs> and the guy said, well, how do you love somebody you don't love? And Stephen Covey looked at him and said, my friend, you're acting like love is just a feeling. Love's, love love, is a, a, not a feeling, it's an action word. Yes. But if you do the action, the feeling will follow. Do you hear that? Yes. So sometimes if we're not feeling love for our spouse, the answer is not to, hey, let's go get a divorce. The answer is you can actually lead your feelings to love them by doing something. Instead of saying, I don't feel it, so I need to get a divorce. Maybe the answer is, I don't feel it. So I need to go do the dishes, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't feel it. So I need to go give my wife a foot massage or maybe I need so, to go take the kids. Right. Yeah. And to, I would say to them too, is remember those early days when you really felt in love, what did it feel like to find that feeling again and just dwell in that space, serve them in that space, in that same feeling with that same feeling that you had earlier. Right. And you can maybe do that by, by treating them like you would treat them in that space. Like, how did I treat my spouse when we were dating or when we had just right. met? What did I do that was extra? And, and then that can help rekindle those feelings as well. Is yes. that what I'm hearing? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. I like that. So Veronica, let me ask you this. How does our daily talk with God help us transform our marriages? Okay, so uh, our daily talk with God, it, it refuels us, first of all. So we have that strength, that courage to continue putting 100% in. It is a, a time when you can talk with God and you can get ideas from the word, from God himself sometimes. Sometimes he whispers something in that still small voice that gives you an idea of what to do next in your marriage. It is that, that connection with God that fuels everything else that you do within the marriage. So that, that talk is very important in giving you ideas for what to do in the marriage itself and giving you ideas for how you show up in your marriage. I like that. And you know, it's interesting. I spoke to someone and, and when I was speaking to him, he said, you know, one of the best ways I get these talks 
with God and praying is where I can be in a quiet place, usually in the morning. He said, sometimes as I'm praying, I'll have these thoughts that come to mind that I can do certain things. And if I write them down right then, I can remember them. And they might just be a, a little thought that I need to do this, or I need to help so-and-so, or I need to do this for my spouse, my husband or my wife or whatever. And then I can, and through the day, if I've written them down, I can remember those little thoughts, those little promptings that I had of what to do. Yes. Um, and it's so important. Those little things really are the big things. They are, they are. Well, Veronica, you're calling us from, we're, you're on the show from Jamaica today. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Wow. Wonderful. What a, what a, what a blessing to have you here. Well, let me ask you this. How can people get a hold of you, Veronica? Okay. They can go to my website, veronicavsutherland.com. Veronicavsutherland.com. Yes. And we'll put that in the show notes for anyone wishing to go to see, uh, to reach out to you. Can you tell us a little bit more about the books that you've written? Okay, Talking Daily with God, that's a devotional, and it's a book to be intentional about your daily time with God. It speaks about prayer, why we pray, the benefits of prayer. It speaks about that spiritual battle that is going on at the moment for our souls and how we can win that battle. That, that's basically it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Well, if there, if there was one or two things you would say to, to um, people who want to improve their marriage, if you said, if you had to boil it down to just one or two things, what would you tell people? I would say, release all hurts, first thing, and then show up as your best self, put in God first. <laughs> also how, how profound if we could all do that how good would the world be how many marriages would be saved if we could yes. let go of our hurts yes. show up as our best selves putting god's first <laughs> wonderful veronica thank you so much for being on the show today thank really, you for having me really appreciate it for those of you who'd like to reach out to veronica we can reach her at the veronica v sutherland.com her site and we'll have that in the show notes if you're if you're driving or you forget and again thank you so much veronica for being on the show today thank you it was, a, it was my pleasure <laughs> <laughs>